Okay, salam alaikum wa rahmatullah. LR21 signing in, Life Religion 21st Century. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Ooh, made it official this time. I've never done that before. Okay, anyway. MashaAllah, alright, cool. This week we're going to talk about a topic which is pretty deep, I guess. I don't know. Yes, it's deep as. I wouldn't say that the topic is deep, but it's something that can be deep and should be deep and uh, should be thought about more often than it actually is thought about. Uh, maybe yeah. that's what it is. For, for me, the, what it is, is when, I, when, I, when when we first started discussing what top, the, the topic that we're going to talk about this week, yeah. you were like, oh, we're going to say that, what we're going to talk about. Yeah. I, I was like, look, we both had it from different angles. Yeah. You put it in a lot better uh Worded it better than I did. Well, I use uh, better words. Uh, I want to say I worded it better. <laughs> I, I just put it really simply. So you just went, oh, okay, cool. That's yeah. what it is. But it's, it's, it's something which isn't thought about, like you said. Um, we we often disregard the importance of this said topic. Yeah. Um, and it's something which is very subtle. It cannot be seen ever hmm. until... Can't be touched, can't be felt. Yeah, it's intangible. but the thing is that it's, it is something that can be felt as well. Definitely. Do you understand? Yeah. Um, On a spiritual level. And just from the outset, something I just thought about right now. Just compare it between the two of us. All right? Yeah. It was, all right, study together, be colleagues, then yeah. after, finish, and then suddenly come back. And now we're, we're sat yeah. between two mics having conversations on live on air, whatever. <laughs> you get it? Uh, it's not something we would have thought about all those years ago. But this topic is between us. It's a, what we're talking about is quite simply relationships. Yeah. And the reason I said it related to me and you there's a friendship here. There's a relationship, yeah? yeah? You have your own personal relationships. I have my own personal relationships. But everyone is intertwined by relationships. The status of that relationship is what gives it worth. Mm-hmm. But I feel many people, including myself in some places, yeah. do not give relationship its true worth or give individuals their true worth. In a relationship. No matter what the status is. Mm. Be it towards parents, because yeah. we have relationships towards parents. Yeah. Relationships with spouses, yeah. children, siblings, neighbors, friends, and so on. Mm-hmm. Work colleagues, and it, it's quite extensive, mm-hmm. you see. But it's up to us to give it the value that it requires. Definitely, yeah. But I think we're going to delve in slowly, slowly into different mm-hmm. parts. Yeah. So, like, like you said about uh, relationships, it is it isn't something that we actually think about very often, and it is very broad, uh, right? Like something else you mentioned, like relationships is basically a person's relationship in many ways is is what a person is is who you are right al mar'u khalil right it's it's who you are so it's it's like how 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 do you deal with your parents how is your relationship with your parents how is your relationship with your siblings how is your relationship at work your social uh, you know your social relationships your uh, social interactions your um your family relationships your family ties no, we've all got that cousin, yeah, who we don't like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, cousin. I don't have a cousin like that. I don't think so, anyway. <laughs> you said it because you have a cousin like that. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. No further comments on that. Anyway, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> this is, I'm not going to send this to any of my cousins. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so, so now, first of all, uh, I think we can all appreciate that we have different relationships and each relationship depending on who that relationship is with right, means something else right? we don't see our parents with the same eyes that we see our friends with right? we don't see our friends right our casual friends the ones that we meet right, that we link up with the same way with that we see our work colleagues with right? is different and to to appreciate that difference and to understand which relationships we should prioritize. Right? This is actually a g- one that might take you a bit off God. Off God Go is your relationship with yourself. You said. Sometimes, sometimes the best, the best thing for a lot of people is to love that person they see in the mirror, looking back at them. Right? To give worth and value to that person that is looking back to them. In, in, mm. in, sometimes a person, you know, that's why. That's why you get this. Um, you know, this phenomenon when someone's doing suicide or, you know, in this sort of depressions, right? I hate myself, right? Or, you know, you look down upon yourself, you hate yourself, right? When you're in that situation, that's your relationship, essentially, with yourself. How am I with myself? Do I like myself? Do I li- like what I see in the mirror every day? 
and it, it helps yeah. someone in, in the entire life it, that, was, that, is, that is a relationship that will help you in every other relationship right? because if, you, if you're comfortable with yourself you're confident with yourself you're going to be confident in building new relationships which is important building new relationships in your life because every day we're opening a new chapter we're opening a new page in the story of our life we will we'll meet new people now how do we make those relationships it's up to us and it is based on how our relationship is with ourselves I hundred percent agree with you there. It's that looking at yourself, understanding you, that relationship, that self worth, that self respect within oneself, that 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 bit of calm and relaxation that you feel, mm-hmm. knowing that okay, look, I'm happy with who I am, yeah. I'm happy with where I'm at, and then that would always be dictated by the people within one's life. You yeah. see, yeah. because of the fact that if you're happy, like I said, al maru ala dini khalili, a person who's on the religion of his friends. The, the individuals that a person socializes with or a person spends time with are, are, will, will be um, the individuals that will mold the mindset. You see, the relationships that we do have with the people around us. Like I, want to, I want to specify with also the religion with our parents. Yeah. The relationship with our parents, sorry. Um, our parents, how do we see them? Are they considered like, oh, you know what, I can get on with my mom and dad. My mom, she's like my best friend. She's like my big sister or my dad and my big brother. And I, we get along. Yeah, I know my dad. I know his position. But I also know the fact that I can go to him whenever I want to. And he'll have a good conversation, an open conversation with me. Or is it like my dad's like I'm a guy who's militant. Mm-hmm. Do as he says and that's it. Keep going kind of mm-hmm. thing. You see? And uh, people will resonate with these kind of different characteristics. Okay, look. Our parents are our parents. We love them. But then do you hold that, maintain that respect for them? Now, for example, when that relationship is tested during our teen years when we're looking out uh, lo- looking for that bit of self-identity our friends are giving us self-worth we, yep. we're spending more time with our friends like you said yep. and now will, will that dictate how I, how, how I look at my parents now would I think the old school man old man or woman what do they know oh no you mentioned parents uh, my parents generally listen to my podcast so but yeah, <laughs> I want to take this, this with a pinch of salt. <laughs> anyway, so what do I think about parents? Yeah, no, I think not, I think it's, it's great. Yeah, no, it's not about thinking about the relationship yeah. dynamic between yeah. a, yeah. a child and their parents. Definitely, yeah. So what I, what I do think is um, what a very sensitive time for any parent, right? And this, regardless of uh, religion, uh, regardless of uh, race, know, green, race whatever, it is. whatever it is, one challenging point for parents and i'm not a parent and i don't want to people to take this as you know parenting advice or anything it's just from a from this perspective that i am in currently right and books and stuff that i've read is um one a very challenging part for a parent is when a child starts to go to school or starts to mix with other people right or get reaches that age where the greatest influence is no longer the father or the mother Right. And the reason this is challenging is because, and also important at the same time. Let me let me explain why it's important. It's important because this is when a child or a person, this this individual that is growing older, is mixing in with the rest of the tribe. So he's understanding the values of the tribe. Up till now, it was the values in my home. Right. What what does my home deem valuable? What is the morals of my home? But but now nobody stays at home all day long. Nobody lives their life at home. A child needs to step out, meet other people. That's that's the truth of life. So doing that, right, and doing that for the first time is them mixing in with the tribe. What is the value of 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 the society? What what's the society uphold? Right. What do other pe- other families uh, teach? What what are the morals of other families? How do I deal with other people? How do I deal with other individuals? Right. And and so yeah so it's uh, that's when a parent sometimes can feel challenging because now they're not the greatest influencer right and i'm not saying that's a that's a good thing or a bad thing and it's a, it can be any it can right. be either it, it, it could instill further a positive behavior within an individual or it could then in inverted commas say that it could corrupt the child and everything that has been that taught until that moment. Yeah, because the parent at the end of the day has put effort in, has put time in, yeah. into molding the child into what they feel would be best for the child. And no parents going to try and indoctrinate a child. Mm. It's, it's just about feeding them and educating them to what is going to be best and hold them in the best of position going forward. But now, obviously, once that child has now started mixing, seeing new things, it could be as simple as a four or five year going to school and say, "Oh, my friend was watching this TV program. I want to watch it as well." 
Hmm. Yeah. Go to primary school, say, I want to watch Peppa Pig as well. Yeah. You get it. So the father, parent will be like, well, at this moment in time, I don't feel that it's right for you. I prefer you watch something else. So some parents might be like, I want you to learn to watch something educational. Or I want hmm. you to be playing outside. I want you to be doing something else. Kids are not I want to watch Peppa Pig. My friend watches it. I want to talk to my friend yeah. about it. Similarly, teens, as, as you're growing up, 11, 12 years old, yeah. football. Thereafter, it comes that's when to, it gets more challenging. That's when it comes to social network. After that, 13, 14 teenagers, <laughs> social networking or uh, op- recognizing opposite gender, all sorts of uh, other kind of um, hurdles that come, ac- come across a person's life. These pass- uh, rites of passage that these individuals will go through. What I feel then at that time afterwards is then that's when that relationship is struck up around this time between the ages of... Uh, 11 to 17, 18 when, when these influences the, the, the friendship influences are a lot more stronger In be- beforehand it was already a lie and soft it doesn't really matter talk about trivial things mm. and this through our own experiences we see with children as well that it won't really matter like I had a guy he said yeah I said also oh, how many of you get into fights and yeah I got into a fight with what with who oh my best mate we both fell out it was like oh okay cool mm. it wasn't like one of those ones life or death it was like, oh yeah I broke I broke up with him and other friends again kind of thing. Hmm. But when you become teenagers, it becomes more, like you said, it becomes tribal. Me and my boys or me and my girls against you and your girls and your boys, whatever. Hmm. Yeah, starting off those kind of battles and um, it becomes very difficult. That's, that's when the challenge happens where the parents' openness and their relationship with their child is tested even more. It's, tested even it's, more. it's not just influence, it's also their, 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 their parent and ego in, in, a, in a sense where who, who matters more. You see? It, it, it's, the relationships have to have that spark continually parents and children both alike have to work together to maintain that positive relationship transparency from the outset telling the parents telling the child is alright You, if, if you tell me everything you're not going to face a consequence every single time just because you told me oh yeah I had a smoke I'm not going to go and beat you up I'm going to whip you with a belt yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to ground you I'm going to uh, put a question into a mix here for you how uh, how far do you think, right, offspring should go in in agreeing with their parents? Wow. To be fair, I'll be honest with you. Myself, I've always been a yes child. That mom, dad says, yeah, cool, got it done. Yeah? Similarly, I think you may be the same to an extent. But I guess once you've grown up, and for example, in the position we would be in with the fact that, okay, we've learned something, again, we've learned something. Yeah. Now you say, all right, look, I don't wholly agree with what you're saying. But that because I've always said yeah to you, it's a bit difficult to say no to you. Hmm. So in, in this matter, um, I've, I've got some thoughts, uh, some influenced by the famous professor, Jordan Peterson. But anyway, and also, also my religion. Yeah. Islam, uh, just in case you never <laughs> it wasn't so clear. Astaghfirullah. Okay, yeah. So in Islam, there's a great emphasis on itaatul walidin, right? Following, uh, obeying one's parents, right? And I have no problem with that. One should obey to one's ability as long as it's according to one's religion. Again, as long as you're not foregoing the rights of anyone else, right? To obey one's parents. But I also agree with Jordan Peterson when he says that part of growing up or a sign that you have now grown up into an adult is where you are able to disagree with your parents. In in terms of, you don't just say, you know how you were saying, we've we've both grown up saying yes, 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 yes. Where you're able to differ with your parents while still maintaining that respect, maintaining that love, maintaining their position. And the reason it's important is because when they, right now, there will be a clash. But when they are not there anymore, if you've grown up to be able to make your own decisions, you've grown up to be able to, able to disagree, then at that time, right, you won't be crying or this, this calamity won't turn into a nightmare where nobody knows what to do. Right? Dad used to tell us what to do. Now nobody, what shall we do? I'm lost. Mm. That, 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 at that time, they will thank you from their graves in the sense that, uh, not literally speaking, but in the sense that you will be able to take responsibility. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's very, very important. Making that stand and letting parents know. Um, it, it, and, uh, what, it's a fine line because yeah. at times you may find that some parents struggle with that change. Hmm, definitely. 
Definitely. So the thing is that struggle is like a necessary struggle. It's like let me give you an example of a child who of a father or mother who are doctors. They want their child to be a doctor. Like maybe. Right? Just an example. Right? So they push him, but he just not inclined in, in into into becoming a doctor. Maybe he'll start the studies. Right? Especially if he's from maybe an Asian background where we see that it's culture that parents children are, are obedient to some level yeah. to their to their parents. So he's studying, he's studying, but then he comes to a stage in his life where he can't do it. He can't go any further because it does not interest him. Holding a syringe does not interest him. <laughs> so now he's going to be at home, done half a degree, right, without a job, mm. in his par- without being able to take that responsibility where it's no father or no mother, respect to the mother, this is my passion, this is what I, I'm, I'm interested in. And I'm going to go for it. And then to excel in that. And I guess it's also an understanding from, from parents as well. As in, my parents have always been very open in the sense that, what do you want? Right. Meaning, okay, which field do you want to go into? And by all means, pursue it as, as best as you can. My father, since since I was probably in years, year seven, year eight, right, which is about what, 11, 12, 13, that age, I remember him saying, become a master of your field. Try to become a master of the field. Until this day, I haven't become a master of anything. You're on your way there. You're on your way there. <laughs> I'm trying. It's like we all say, jack of all trades, a master of, yeah. and uh, dot, dot, dot in your scenario yeah. at the moment. Yeah. But what it is, is that I, 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 I agree with you, is that having that ability to then take responsibility, take responsibility for one's own actions. I think that's the main thing that uh, Professor Jordan Peterson was trying to emphasize on as well, was taking responsibility for your own, for yourself, um, be responsible with your actions and if you have to face consequences face those consequences like a man yeah. slash or like a woman yeah <laughs> deal with it yeah yeah um, and I 100% agree with that I 100% agree with that in the sense that that, that relationship a person's relationship with their parents or with a senior or with a mentor should not be tainted because of a disagreement agree to disagree that okay fine we have different views I'll let you make, I'll let you make you move and I'll, I'll st- and still be there to support one another yeah yeah, yeah. um I, I guess that's a sort of understanding that the child and the parent need to come to. I say child, but the guy could be 30 and the parent could be 60, but still, yeah. You understand? Um, that's very, very important. Yeah. So Moving on to one's relationship with friends. Before we just go into go that, on, I had one on. more thing. If we zoom out of uh, parents and now include uh, family, one's relations in general... Right. I think one thing to remember, especially for those growing up, right. is that um, the long the longevity of that relationship is unlike any other relationship. Your brothers, your sisters, your mother, your father, whether they want to be your mother, they want to be your father, they want to be your brother, they want to be your sister, are your brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers. And they will always be, will be. Hmm. Till the end. Whether they want to be or not. Right? And so... Uh, and and to understand uh, that you know sometimes with friends, right, if we move on to friends, friends will come and go, right? but, but your family will stay. Right? Mm. Friends will you know sometimes you'll be close, sometimes you won't be close. Sometimes you'll, you, you you get new friends, you get a new bunch of friends. Your ideas change, you get a new bunch of friends, but your your family will always be there, and they have to be there. And so, uh, so you know, once I remember once in my life. Right, my 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 parents used to have an issue with me where I used to be very talkative uh, in school. They used to be complained from every single teacher that I'm very talkative. I do talk, talk, talk so much. But when I when I used to come home, it was just like, um, alaikum. How are you doing? How are you doing? How's your day? Uh, alright. Yeah, and that's it. Nothing much. Eat. Go upstairs. Go into my room. And they had the issue where I had become silent, not talk to anyone. Right, and uh. And that's when that's when I also started to realize that even in, in terms of my siblings, that the way I treated my siblings was not how I treated my friends. I, I, treat, I treated my friends so much better. And that's when then I started to say, I started to think that, hey, these are going to be around for much longer. I must treat them well as well. If you treat your fam- family well, they're going to treat you well. And then you, you, you'll be able to benefit um, wholesomely from, from family. And so, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll be able to benefit still, but... If you never kept maintain your ties, then they're not gonna. They might not help you as as best as they would. Yeah, it's hundred percent true. I think I remember having that discussion with you. I think well, 
back, back a few years ago maybe i remember having that discussion with you with regards to the friends uh, and, uh, and the, the, the dynamic mm. that is required yeah. i'll be honest with you because of the fear that we've been through i think at times my situation is pretty much the same as well because of the fact that we spend more time elsewhere with our friends definitely. purely because of the, the amount of time we gave yeah. in, the, in the location of our studies compared to how much time we gave at home that the only time we'd see siblings or said family would be in the evenings because in the morning everyone's just like straight like a line into the bathroom straight back out again off you go yeah i think i think uh a good point to mention here as well i just want to slip in right well it might be slightly off topic but in terms of culture right if in terms of uh family being a great something in someone's life right it is it is it is it is pretty common in our in our culture right? asian culture um any, any other culture Arab culture maybe right? but if you look at some other cultures for example I have I have some white friends right they their their relationship with their father and mothers is like very distant from a very young age they sort of leave home at a very young age and it's actually looked down upon to stay at your home to, to stay at your parents house until your 20s yeah mm. and Maybe there's there's good in that as, as well, Wallahu alam. Because even in Islam, as in, if per, once a person mature, he can leave. As in, his parents can show him off. Like, okay, you can go now. Um, but uh, it's just our culture, I guess. Right. So now, is the relationship with one's family or the strength in relationship in one family is it something that should be propagated or encouraged in other cultures also? What do you think? Should it be encouraged? to other cultures to adapt this as well where they should they should maintain a stronger relationship is it for everyone to ma- maintain a stronger relationship with one's family no no i i'm someone who is grateful for having grown up in this culture because yep. of i guess of who i am mm. maybe if i if we were in a different kind of area different place yep. like for example i've got a friend whose father was in india at the age of 13, had left his village and was like a taxi driver in the middle of Bombay. We know what usually happens to kids in Bombay. Everyone's watched Slumdog Millionaire. You yeah. see? Um, Sorry, what did you say? Slumdog Millionaire. It's a Bollywood movie okay. where in which uh, kids are exploited um, and cause a lot of trouble uh, to go begging. I see. Uh, the sort of begging we've seen whenever you go to India. I've um, met some old gents from uh, from Bombay who've like smoked everything under the sun. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've been very clear about it. Uh, they've they've smoked. They've nothing that they haven't smoked right? in terms of drugs, whatever you want to say. But yeah, but it's like you, you're made to mature, mature up and grow up very quickly. I'm very much of that point of view where, in which in Islam, it's also stated. Like you see, some of a hadith as well. <laughs> yes, time moved on, people change, but that's because of the fact that as people, we've we've allowed ourselves to become immature. That, like you said, um, people of um, a white background would think, why are you still with your mom for the age of 20? Grow up and get out. Go college and have some fun, live life, that kind of thing. Which is, But the, it's not for everybody. I'm not generalizing, but many of the youth, especially here within the UK and Britain, what happens is that um, get pissed off your head um, until you're 20. Yep. Then finally buckle up in uni and then try and find yourself a job. Hmm. The fortunate few who find a job, the rest of them, I left complaining about all the brown people in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that's just how people are grown up. Uh, and in a sense, many of us from Asian backgrounds are babied. Babied into the sense that, okay, gaming is okay. Go up slowly, whatever. Live here. And then, oh, you're not ready to get married yet. You're still 21, but you're not ready to get married yet because you're still immature. You haven't got yourself a job. You haven't got enough money or whatever. But it's the idea that I find you're, you're 20, you ain't got a job yet. Go get yourself a job, get married. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I will uh, agree with you completely here in the in the point that you said about um, growing up has become more slow in the sense that I agree to that, right? But I wouldn't say it's it's our fault or in the sense that it's um, it's something to be looked down upon. In the, right. And I tell you why. There, I think the reason uh, it's become it takes longer now to grow older than back in the days where you know. A uh, person would maybe have a child. There's been cases where you know it was normal to have children at the age of 11, 12, 13. Right? You'd become a father. Right? Uh, the reason that that's not there is because there's so much things a person has to do now, right? Because of society, how society has developed in terms of education, right? There's there's 
there's compulsory schooling till uh, till a certain age. That that's not a phenomenon that used to exist. So so and 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 would you say that's not beneficial? Of course, it's beneficial, right? To to gain to gain that knowledge, right? To gain education, right? it's beneficial to a certain extent. And so that's what, that's why I'd say that uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing that growing up is taking longer. But yes, it is taking longer. Mm. And experience. It's taking longer. It's less about taking longer. It's about maturing up a bit. Because mm. you will you, definitely find those individuals who, for example, are, are facing adversity and yeah. difficulty where at the age of 13, 14, they're caring for some man studying education and absolutely smashing it. Yeah. There's so many beautiful, inspirational people like that. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Um, is that even with this education as well? I'm, I'm not going to say, yeah, I hate education. But what I'm going to say is that... Um, much of the jargon we're learning is stuff that we don't even really care about. Hmm. Who cares about Pythagoras' theorem right now? Me and you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to discuss the benefits and the. T- no. <laughs> well, I think that's something we can discuss about yeah, ed- yeah. education. What kind of education yeah, yeah. beneficial? There's a lot of discussion on that. Yeah, the education yeah. system and you know what but what are we being in, taught? In terms of our relationships and that kind of stuff, is we are affected by the fact that we lack maturity at times. Where. I think you do get those personality clashes. There could be two people who are 17 years old in, co- in the first year of college, but one's taking their study seriously because they also got a job and they're also looking after someone at home. Whereas another guy, is, for example, someone like me or you, or myself more likely, um, pay everything paid for, got paid for a car as well, goes to college, pisses about, does nothing, and comes home again. Does that what mom and dad, what you learned? Ah, mm, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I do, yeah. So there I would agree with you in terms of uh, we do need to toughen up, right, as youth and as people growing older. Right. We do need to toughen up and take responsibility. Um, in terms of, uh, yeah, and just on that point, just to conclude that point, uh, even like, uh, I think he was a billionaire in India, right? I don't know, it's a famous billionaire in India, one of the richest dudes. Right? He, his son, he has the biggest house, most expensive house right, in the world, I think it is, right? maybe, it's in Bombay. So he sent his uh, son at one point, I remember when I was younger, I read the article, where he sent his 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 son off one day with a new name uh, and with nothing, with very little money, like maybe a hundred rupees, a thousand rupees, or something like that. Where he had to, he was dropped off on a random street far away from home, right? Where he had, so he's from a billionaire lifestyle, right? But he now his father's put him there to make his own way in life for about a month or so a month or two months where he, and he was not he was not allowed to say that he was the son of so and so right because especially in india that would help him right that would help him that would make the the experiment useless right so and i, I think i see where what his mindset was he was trying to you know toughen his child up teach him different things teach him the value of of this worldly hard, success especially hard work yeah. as well yeah. That uh, you can't always buy your way through. Yeah. For example, just recently I had a conversation with my father where I was talking to somebody and uh, um, I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I, I I just use this part of my name. I I, I don't name drop my surname and that kind of stuff because I know that a lot of people know my dad. Hmm. Um, Alhamdulillah. And my dad, uh, my, my dad said to me, "Use it. It help you. It benefit you. These these kind of things you need to do." And but on the other hand, I know my mom didn't say nothing, but I already had that conversation where I was like, "You know what? I don't really want to." Because I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me or think, okay, this is this person, this person. Hmm. Just work hard, hard, make your own impression, make your own reputation. You don't want me to, oh, it's his son, it's her, oh, it's her son. And hmm. kind of, That's you get it. it. So it's that name drop thing. That relationship, alhamdulillah, helps. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I think we could go on, on and on about this. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to friendship now. <laughs> Friend, friendship, what kind of relationship we have with our friends. Yeah. Friends, I think, is a very difficult one. It's something I've been very, very passionate about for a very, very long time. When it comes to friends, like, like you said, that family is a lot more important because friends told me you'll come and go. The best way I explained it was I finished my year 11 um, with a very r- relative modest number of, like, uh, I think it was 11, class, 11 individuals in our class who finished 11. 11 or 16, I can't remember. Yeah, And from them, I re- regularly talked to one I sporadically talked to two, a second one, the rest of them, Allahu Alam where they are. Hmm. You see? And I think similar numbers for you, I think you had 16, 17, 8, 16, 17 people in your class. From them, how many you're in touch with, how many you're not. Yeah. It's a massive it's, difference. It's a massive difference, yeah. But yeah, you see, the way I've, I've worked that out is those who I have called friends, right? Even once in my life, right? And I've, I've took them to be my friends. Whatever happens, I will keep in touch with them. Yeah, and uh, and so far, 
I'm not doing too bad on that one. <laughs> I know, I know, I do understand that people move on, right? But I don't think that's a reason for my friendship, especially if my friendship was true, to be broken. Even if I haven't talked, uh, I, I remember uh, we did a recording, and maybe we'll we'll release this. But remember, we did a re- recording on friendship, and then the next day we did another recording on friendship with someone else, mm. right? So Abdul Salam, right? So Abdul Salam, he said a good point. He said your friends are not the people you talk to every day. And I, I sort of uh, understood that, right? Not literally in the sense that sometimes you might talk to your friend every day. But your your friend is not a person you have to call every day. You have to text every day. It might be someone you haven't met for years. Right? But that friendship is there and they know, right? Every so often I'll drop a text, right? Letting him know that I'm, I'm there. I'm around. If you need a hand, I'm there. And I think that's, that's, that's the bare form of that type of friendship like one i need to uh, just just today I, I read this um on aristotle right he mentioned that there are his works is based on this phenomenon of there being three types of friends or three types of friendships right? so one two of them are short term and one of them is long term so the two short term ones so number one is uh friendship based upon oh damn Am I uh, forgetting it? Uh, on utility. Listen. So I have, you have something, I don't have. So we're both going to business, right? You have courage, uh, I have uh, education. Listen. So we'll use, I I want that courage from you, or does it education? The courage from you, you want that education from me. Together we make a brilliant team and we're friends. Listen. It's it's a friend as long as I, you have what I need. Listen. Short term. Another type of friendship. Is friendship based on passion, right, or pleasure? Pleasure. Where there's someone who's who's beautiful, someone who who you like, right? share the same interests. Right? Again, short term, because interests change. Right. One one day you like this type of girl, next day you like some other type. Of, I don't know. <laughs> Speak Ooh, for yourself. Mate. I don't think I should Speak go there. Speak for yourself, mate. I don't think I should go there. Speak yeah. for yourself. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, not, not, forget that. Changing not, out the weather, are that. you? <laughs> not that. Um, All right, the third one gone. A uh, third one is friendship based on goodness. So you truly see goodness in someone, which is why you're their friend. And he, he said this is the best type of friendship, and it, he even referred to it as the brotherhood. I agree Brotherly love. I agree with you. Do you know when you were talking about the fact that you keep in touch with people, that kind of thing? Yeah. I learned a long time ago yep. that uh, mainly during our praying days, and I, I developed this habit. And, I, you, and you've known me for a very long time. You, you could tell that I, I would strike up friendships with people very easily. Uh, I would, I would uh, worry, have concern for people, individuals, etc., but I then developed this thing where I began making dua on a regular basis, supplicating on a regular basis. Quite simply, quite rather selfish, you could say. Allah, keep me close to this person as long as I, I'm good for them yeah, and they are good or for they're me. good for me. Yeah. If not, then let us just remain as friends to say salam to each other. Mm. That sort of thing. Yeah. And like that, I noticed and I, right now I probably stand at, and this is going to sound really bad, possibly three individuals in my life. Yeah. You know what? That's brilliant. To have less friends, it means something. It means you give value to friendship. So but there's no th- point having hundred friends and you don't know. But then the reason I class these as friends because I, I I've made fr- the word friend very holy and sacred to me now, where in which I would say that um, even, even that list of three maybe expands to four or five here and there stretches out. But these are individuals who I know for a fact, like you said, make a call and all is good. Yeah. Then they got. I've got other. I've decided that certain relationships. Yeah. If somebody reaches out to me, I'll give them my heart. Yeah. But I'm not going to be there waiting for them, if I need something one day, because I know that, then I don't want it to be. Oh, I owe you a favor. You owe me a favor, kind of thing. I want it to be that it's mutual. If I give, if I if I give you some, you're not going to expect anything from me. That's that's how I've made it for myself because mm-hmm. I feel that once bitten twice shy, where you kind of realize that. You keep giving, 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 and then certain people just keep walking away, walking over you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what probably 
selflessness is or good character not good character but like you could like you say that that was that kind of weakness you show there's no bravery there's no courage in that mm. but that you're, you're giving for the sake of allah you're giving to somebody but then somebody's taking a mic they're taking a mic yeah, of, yeah? Course. of course but it is being there for somebody who cares who matters for you and when you got true friends like that you keep them close to your heart because those kind of individuals are very rare to find definitely it's not like every every second third person you're going to meet going to give you their life yeah you see and i think another important thing in friendship is i know i mentioned these three different types of friendships but it is not like you know from the most profound level of friendship where you know where, what he mentioned where it's based on goodness inside of each other it doesn't mean that that's not beneficial right that friendship is the most beneficial it benefits you immensely just because you're not friends because of benefits for benefits doesn't mean you're gonna you're not gonna be benefited right? you're gonna be benefited immensely and true friends are not the people who you know who will who will always put you down or will always uh, make that environment for you to to waste your time or waste your life right there'll be people who will encourage you who i have i have built certain relationships right recently actually with uh, someone where our relationship is a friendship just based on encouraging each other right? checking on how well are you doing right? and being a, a way of it helps people it helps people get rid of addictions right someone who if you look on online on um, on ways how to stop anything smoking uh, pornography any any anything right that one of the ways i can guarantee one of the ways is that they will they will have written in there or they will say to make yourself accountable and who's the best person have a friend who who you tell okay i've i've stayed away i've or i've done it again and, or you give you let them in your you know in your life basically and help you you, you observe that transparency with them yeah based on that trust that you know what is between yeah. us you're going to help me we're going to work together and we're going to work we're going to help each other um work to become better people yeah and that's the kind of life you want that's the kind of people you want in your life who are going to be there for you to encourage you and not going to uh, the thing is that many people fight, think friends are those individuals whom which you with or with in school or something like that or who, who do cool things but those other things those are the kind of friends that sometimes will kind of lead us astray or will be the kind of friends whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran oh, oh I wish 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 I never knew this I, 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 I never made this person a friend you see um people think friends are those individuals who are running around checking eggs at people's cars in ramadan for example <laughs> yeah or who are causing trouble and strife to other individuals of the community yeah. those aren't friends friends are those individuals who are looking for the good in you and looking to extract that good yeah. make, make you better, better and, and make you better yes, yeah that, it's like it's like a, becoming a mirror like, like i've got one individual at the moment right now who he just said it straight so now I know for a fact that whatever he says to me is going based off the hadith where a believer is a, uh, is a mirror it's for a mirror, believer mirror for it's like a reflection of that person you see and they're looking to help each other become better people and that's what we're looking for at the moment you know um, and I think that's what people need to search for in their lives as well find those kind of mirrors who are going to help and make us better yeah I think because uh, you mentioned that that point uh, we can move on to the next point of relationships is our relationship with the rest of the ummah in the sense of the Muslim Ummah, right? And this might this might come across, and I I was thinking about this, and this might come across a bit weird or a bit um, extreme to some, especially to non-Muslims. Right? It might make them feel left out, but I think it's something that is very strong, where and in Islam it is promoted, right? is the Islamic Brotherhood that every single Muslim brother in the world. Muslim sister are brothers and sisters. There's something that unites us more than more than uh, what unites us with our countrymen. So someone might be from the same country, but this person, because he's Muslim, he'll be closer to us than me. And I think that's really powerful, and especially uh, it, it makes you feel part of a great family. It's part, especially in this identity crisis, right? When you actually believe that these people are, I care for these for these people. You know, their their houses are getting blown up, or uh, you know, something's going on to them, right? Actually, when you see those videos, you actually feel it that hey, that's my brother, that's my sister, right? And then to know that if that happens to me, 
right? And they will be watching on the other side. They will also be trying something. They will also watch it and they'll think, oh, my brother, my sister. And they will also work hard and send ambulances like we do from here. Right? They'll work hard, send ambulances, send aid, send, send food, send medicine. Definitely. That's a point that many people do tend to forget. It's understanding that there's a link between us. such a, a binding which is our salvation. In a sense that what binds me and you more than anything is going to be that kalima of la ilaha illallah. Many people forget that and think, oh, just because they're based in a different country, a distant country, I have to give preference to where I am based. But ultimate salvation will be found in those individuals who are of the same belief or of that same iman. That faith is what binds people more. Mm-hmm. And no, no matter what, I, I know for a fact that many people living in the UK who are not Muslim who will resonate quicker and earlier with the Pope based in Vatican City in Italy, yes, quicker than they would with me, even though I'm their neighbor and I speak the same language yeah. as them, etc. The Pope won't even speak that English to them. Yes, he'd be speaking a different language. Yeah. But no, they, they'd be resonate further. Why? Because of the fact their faith. Same faith yeah. So it's, it's the same with a Hindu. Hindus living within the UK, we, we, we virtually grew up in areas around them, or within their areas. But they'll resonate quicker with individuals based in India than they would with us. Hmm. So it, it, it's a blanket ruling, no matter who you are. Our faith or our common uh, common uh, interests will bind us quicker. I think, as you said, it's a blanket ruling with faiths. But where the problem arises or where I'd see people may take offense to this sort of belief is where there is no faith. Right. For example, atheists. Atheist, That's right? why I say common interests, Many of pardon? That's why we say common interest. So, yeah, yeah. for example, if there's a, someone who who likes comparative religion who likes bashing people mm-hmm. on religion, they'll resonate quicker with someone based in America or Canada who bashes also religion. And yeah, but uh, in terms interested. of atheism, I, th- I think there's there's certain individuals, should I say, or groups mm-hmm. who push uh, their purpose or of life, even right. This whole idea of humanitarianism, right, and they would give preference to that over common beliefs right but i'd say to that that yes we believe in human human, human whatever that's humanism isn't yeah, it humanism yes. we believe in in you know caring for your fellow humans right but there is a stronger link between me and this person who is on the same journey as me mm. right who has the same beliefs right than there is to anyone else i think what happens here a lot of the time people confuse uh an individual's humanity yep. and an individual's faith in the sense that, right, you can believe in humanism, you can believe in the fact that there's no God, there's no religions, yeah. etc. But then that doesn't mean that just because I believe in a religion that I don't care about you. Yeah, I care about you on, on, a, yeah. on, a, on a humanity level, on the fact that we are both humans, all living, we're all humans living in the same world. But I'm not, I'm not going to neglect one for the other. But if someone did tell me, choose him, a person of faith, or choose a person of think, uh, a person of no faith, uh, or someone of humanity, I'll, I'll have a bit more of a link. I'll have more of a preference. I'll have more of a vibe with the individual who's on that same journey as me of finding that salvation with with Allah, with with God. Yes, but if if it came to life and death, I'd say both. You see, so people forget the fact. That, oh, yeah, just because of the crisis, that I don't care about people in Africa who may not be Muslim. But I care about everyone all the same. I worry about them. I'm, I'm looking at, uh, creating ways to try and get aid to both. You see, but if someone was to tell me which one would you, uh, or which one do you resonate with more, I'd say the person of faith because of the fact that of the same journey we're on, the same feelings we have, and that's, that's that is why. Nobody should be offended by what we're saying here because of the fact that there is a clear distinction and everyone should understand that. Hmm, definitely, yep. yep. Uh, moving on to another type of relationship. Um, well, you know what? Relationship is like an unending, never-ending sea, right? Because it's like relationship with every single individual. Right? For example, in Islam, there's relationship with one's neighbor. That was something I looked up today as well. Uh, but just, I think, a relationship we can finish on, right? The most re- important relationship in a person's life. Right. In anyone's life is the relationship with the most powerful, the eternal, the op- opni- omnipotent, the omnipotent yeah. being, Allah Azza wa Jal, Almighty Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Right. And I think that is something that will fuel right, success in all our other relationships. If we take 
Our relationship with our family is because of Allah. Our relationship with our friends is because of Allah. Our relationship with with our colleagues at work is because of Allah. Then all all these relationships will be a success. Otherwise, it'll be like a person who is owned. I know slavery doesn't exist today, but a person owned by different masters and they all tell him to do something different. Very confusing. Yeah. And that's what I think some people find themselves today in, where they're confused. Am I living my life for my life for myself? Am I living it for my wife? Am I living it for my children? Am I living it for society? Am I living it for this celebrity? Who am I living my life for? What am I living my life for? But if if we understand that we're all the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thereafter we're a wife, thereafter we're a husband, thereafter we're a brother, thereafter we're a sister, thereafter we're a friend, thereafter we're a colleague. And everything becomes very easy to to put into order and life becomes much more of a pleasant and bearable thing. Definitely. It makes life a whole lot better of an experience where we do prioritize. It's, it's like so much so often people within different relationships will feel upset and hurt. Oh, you did this to me, you did that to me. But look, my relationship with you, no matter how much I love you, no matter how, how much I care about you, yeah. it all is based on the fact that Allah comes first. Hmm. So if I did something, you have to understand it was a genuine human mistake. Yeah. It wasn't done in our malice or hatred. It was because I, I made a mistake. But if everyone understands that, yeah, fine, he's living or she's living life with me or alongside me or with me um, for the sake of Allah, every single mistake is forgivable. And that is a, a very important point. Like for example, what, I, what I've told quite a few people is, okay, look, you're about to get married. Know that you're not getting married to this individual. You get, you, you're entering a union with this individual for the sake of Allah. You're taking this person in your care for the sake of Allah. You're going to live with this person and be a means of expanding the ummah with this person for the sake of Allah, not for your own carnal desires. Your, your desires are a byproduct of the fact that okay, you're doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. Everything is being done for the sake of Allah. Your relationship with your parents, which is being maintained, is being done for the sake of Allah. You love your parents for Allah, not because of the fact that they brought you into this world. Allah just used them as a means. Yeah, so your parents could have could have been anybody. Exactly. Anybody could have brought you exactly. <laughs> But it all, it's all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, so you, definitely. All, all praise and all, all all the efforts are for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact that Allah sustains you still. The fact that Allah still got given you this physical shade in the form of your parents in this world. It's all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That needs to be understood mm-hmm. so that every single relation can flourish. If you become friends with someone, don't ever think about, like you said, that it has to be for the goodness of the individual, not for the utility, or not for not for the benefit. It can't be for any of those things. It has to be purely for the sake of Allah. That look, I care about you for the sake of Allah. I don't care about anything else. And it's having the ability to be able. And the, the, you know, for me, the ultimate test. Mm. If somebody can say, "Inni uhibbuka fillah," yeah, I love you for the sake of Allah. Yeah, yeah. To even to a friend. Yeah. Male, female, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what, how anyone takes it. Yeah. If you can say that to somebody, you know your relationship for the sake of Allah. If you can't say that, then then you're there for something else. You're there for something else. Without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> and, wow. and people are gonna be like, "Oh no, what the hell? You chat there?" I don't care. <laughs> I, I I believe that truly. And oh, I, I I know for a fact that I don't know if you if, if you've grown out of it yet or not. But that show of emotion for you was something like, "What the hell? Don't don't, don't that's, a bit, that's a bit too emotional for me." I think I think me and you have had that conversation similar before. Did yeah, yeah, that's too. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I, can't I do don't that. remember. Yeah, but uh, if if we can't say that to somebody, yep. then which is why it was so easy for me to bring it down my my, my friendship down to like I can count on one hand. Yeah, because I knew I, I could only say it to certain people. I said, "Okay, yeah. I don't need to keep it in my life no more." Yeah, yeah, to be honest, even even my friends, I can I can probably count them on my hand as well. I'm not gonna, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure count I can. I mean, there's a few. There's, you know, when I, when when you say friends, the people that come into your mind, they're your friends. And trust me, not more. There's not more than ten people that come in your mind. Yeah, if they there's do different. There's different between colleagues. There's different between people you know. Uh, you know, people, uh, people you'd help out, right? You know, even people who are not your friends, you'll help them out because you know that's how that's how we brought up, yeah, to do good for others. But as in your friends. That is, that's when that word comes in your mind it's a different thing that's, that's where the difference comes in between selflessness and uh, friendship friendship you, you go above and beyond selflessness you will do that for anybody and everybody because that again for the sake of Allah I'm doing this so that yeah. I can build my akhirah so that in the time I need someone can help me but yeah, yeah just, be, just because uh, the person is my friend or just because I'm doing something for somebody yeah. it makes me my friend but like, like I said if you can say that 
then then you know okay look this this relationship this friendship is for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um and I, and that's what it all comes down to but then to maintain that relationship with allah we have to make sure we have our direct relationship with allah with our salah, with our Quran, with our adhkar, with our dua, understanding that Ya Allah, it's only you that is going to assist me. And I do everything for you. How? How am I going to prove it? I'm asking you only. I'm only going to ask you. I'm only going to pray to you. It's to you only who we worship. It's only you who we ask or we'll seek help from. And that's how, that's how we have to develop that relationship. Um, and our relationship with Allah. And then that would, in turn, like you said, would benefit our other relationships in the future. Inshallah. Okay, um, I think that's that's a, that's, I think that's a wrap. Hey? That was a nice one. Um, yeah, I didn't expect it to be that great, but yeah, it was great. Um, well, I think so anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> so confusing, subhanAllah. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll call it a wrap. Just like a lot of I know, the remember the other thing? The one more segment. Think yes, about it. Think about it. Think so, about it. There, I'm gonna why are you, you giving to me I'm, for? You just said I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Subhanallah. Okay, Shall you say think about it? All right. Okay, maybe I'll it. just do my think about it later on. I'll just put it in later on. Right, honestly, from my side, think about it is the fact, like I said, if you can say um, that I love you for the sake of Allah, I love you for the sake of a higher power, I love you to an individual, um, then that individual is worthy of being a friend. Otherwise, we need to see why we are in a friendship. With somebody else in general though just think about the, our relationships with our parents our friends uh, and with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or whatever higher power that you believe in um, but it's something that we need to ponder over uh, I think what do you say to think about I'm just going to put mine in later on <laughs> I can't think about anything right now <laughs> it's a bit too late for you I guess alright cool no I had, I had something but it's like go thoughts on, go, go, are developing I mean go on, go on, I don't want to you know say half sentences but yeah I do that a lot. I do that pretty often. Have you noticed that? I say half sentences. What's your thing about okay. it? Okay. <laughs> I'm just buying some more time. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, if you want, you can put it in later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's put it in later on. He'll put it in later on. All right, yeah. cool. Signing out, like LR21. Uh, yes. Uh, leave put us on comments. Uh, yep, on Instagram. Or whatever, etc. On Instagram. Uh, we're, on, we're also on... Uh, what's the other Anchor. One? Anchor. Uh, Drop us if you come Twitter. Yeah. And on Anchor, you can yeah record messages and send it to us. And then we can actually play them as part of our podcast. And we can answer them. And like I said, we're not muftis or anything. It's just casual yeah, conversations yeah. as you, as you hear us doing. You want, you want to do a think about. Yeah. Go for it. Ma'asalam.